Happy New Year. It's 2023. In this episode, I'm going to break down how supplement companies can grow in all this turmoil and give you my predictions for 2023. Welcome to Health Business Mastery, the Creative Thirst Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Hewitt. Every website needs traffic or visitors. Without visitors, they can't buy. But what are some emerging traffic sources to watch for in 2023 for dietary supplement D2C brands? Where are the top health supplement marketers getting their traffic? And where will they shift traffic to in the next two to three years? That's what this episode is about to unpack. But to answer that, we first need to look at what's changed in e-commerce because of the pandemic. Yes, the pandemic. I know you're tired of hearing about it, but it really affects the e-commerce market, direct-to-consumer brands, and it affects traffic. So the biggest changes was more volume. Volume in both uh, buyers and sellers. So from 2019 to 2020, the global share of e-commerce in retail sales jumped by nearly 4.5% in one year. So to put that into perspective, the historic pace of growth for global e-commerce sales is roughly only about 1% per year. So here's what's happening. E-commerce businesses and big brands are pushing more into e-commerce selling, and they are going to continue to market more and more online. So with the continued growth of online sales, there's really no slowing down, and we're going to see a continued steady uptick year over year. Yes, the pandemic propelled the numbers by about three years into the future, and that created a new shelf. But we're not going to be able to continue at that same growth rate. The pace of growth for global e-commerce sales will continue at the historic rate, which is only 1% each year from here on out. So we saw a spike to the new level, uh, and now we'll continue to see growth at the same steady pace that we saw before. So we'll probably see a little slip-off as new brands sort of leave the market and they're unable to keep up. But overall, the competition for ad dollars is going to increase. Big brands are still getting traction with Google, Facebook, email affiliate, native ads, and more. And they always will because they have the budgets and the back end on their businesses to own those traffic channels. But as more competition in the e-commerce space in general uh, really has a few ramifications. So first, higher costs for digital advertising. Facebook CPMs have increased almost 50% in one year. What does that mean in terms of dollars? Well, according to one resource, the cost per thousand impressions, which is CPM, on social media advertising grew from an average of $4.51 US dollars in Q2 of 2020 to $6.37 in Q2 of 2021. So think of this as a force that's pushing up ad costs. This push up of ad costs is something that is not going to go away in 2023, but yet at the same time, the number of people getting to your page is being pushed down due to compliance restrictions for supplement brands on social media platforms. And what can you 
can and can't say on Facebook is really very different than FDA compliance. Facebook wants to push direct-to-consumer supplement brands out and replace them with bigger marketing brand advertisers. Meanwhile, the conversion force is being pushed down, meaning that for D2C supplement brands, the buying force has been suppressed by Facebook for years as they have restricted how you can sell supplements, what you can say and can't say. Again, they want brand advertisers on their platform. They want to keep a clean image. What that means is they're really forcing the supplement advertiser to just do incentivized discounts. Um, They're stripping away all of the persuasion, all of the desire, uh, all of the problem, uh, and really, really restricting the marketing force that you can use on not just a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad, but also um, the landing page that you're taking your traffic to. That's suppressing conversions, while at the same time, like I mentioned, ad costs are going up. So the other thing that I'm seeing is uh, on mobile. We've seen a steady increase in mobile shopping over the last eight years, and I've seen a lift in mobile visitors uh, even more so due to the pandemic. And mobile is another force that's pushing conversion down as desktop actually typically converts uh, better than mobile. Globally, the conversion rate for desktop is about 2.59% compared to 1.86% on mobile for e-commerce in general. Now, mobile conversion rate optimization, particularly the checkout experience, has been a priority of e-commerce websites for several years now. If you don't have it dialed in in 2023, you need to make this a top priority for your business. Shopify and ClickFunnels do not have the best checkout experience for conversion. It's clean, yeah, the user experience is super, super clean, but it is also uh, an area where it's different for supplement purchases than it is for regular e-commerce purchases. The supplement buyer needs a little bit more reassurance. Um, and out-of-the-box co- out uh, shopping carts on these platforms are not optimized for that. They're really just optimized for user experience. They're not optimized for trust. And if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I speak a lot about trust, belief, desire, and hope. This is the buyer framework for supplements that uh, is my thesis and what really I've learned and came up with and, uh, over the years while working with supplement clients. So let's get back to traffic. So there we have uh, a mix of a few things kind of coming together. The ad dollars are not going as far as they once were anymore. The rising demands for paid ads due to more competition, not just with other supplement companies, but all e-commerce demands for traffic. Uh, The rising demands create rising paid ad costs as demand grows faster than supply. So that's driven up further as larger online businesses put more budgets into digital ads. Meanwhile, privacy policy changes have removed the ability to get really granular with ad tracking. So there's approximately 20% variance now between reporting and what Facebook says. Although Google Google smart 
goals is uh, actually a great workaround. But in the end, brands will have to make it up with higher budgets or moving to other ad platforms, which is a trend that's happening in the market right now. But higher ad costs on those platforms are, are bubbling up as well. And that is going to result in higher ad spend for 2023. On the other side of the business, there are rising costs. So increasing shipping costs for one. Uh, this has already happened in 2022 and will continue to 2023. And inflation. So at the end of the year of 2022, inflation was at uh, 7.8%. And I know some people have been, been predicting uh, it'll reach as high as 10%. I don't know. That seems a bit unrealistic to me. But in any case, inflation has already had an effect on prices, including cost of goods. So profit margin is getting squeezed. The rising costs will drive a lot of the supplement companies out of business that don't really have their conversions and average order value dialed in. So a lot of supplement brands will simply be priced out of the market in 2023 and 2024 as the market rebalances. And the bigger supplement companies that have their uh, lifetime value with will be able to uh, take less margin today because they have their lifetime value dialed in. They have a higher lifetime value on a customer, so they'll be able to afford uh, less return on ad spend today for a bigger share of that lifetime value tomorrow. So before that happens, though, there will be diversification. That's one prediction of mine into uh, other traffic channels. So Supplement companies, as well as all marketing companies, are going to look at other marketing traffic channels to get a better return on ad spend mix, a better ROI mix. Typically, a seven-figure supplement business is already using at least three channels or more. But for supplement companies that are under the seven-figure mark, I recommend just focusing on uh, one in the past, but now I recommend focusing on two before you expand to more and really dialing in those two to kind of hedge your bets. So how can you as a supplement company grow in all this turmoil? Well, I predict there will be a shift in traffic, in all uh, supplement traffic. And I predict that this will happen in 2023 and we'll continue to see the ramifications of it in future years. I think traffic is really going to shift more to other platforms completely away from Facebook for supplements. And I think it's going to shift towards three places, email, YouTube, and Google Shopping. And it's really difficult, however, to cut out social entirely. Um, even though I predict that it's going to move away from Facebook completely, uh, social is really tough to cut out completely because it's such a large share of the market eyeballs. And maybe we'll move away from Facebook, but there's also other social platforms. Instagram, TikTok is one emerging one. Um, there's hopefully going to be a new one in 2023 or 2024. I think we're ripe for a new ad uh, platform, whether that be a new social platform, or will it be Apple finally stepping up and entering the game? Who knows? But let's take a look at those three channels that I think 
you should look at moving your ad dollars to email, YouTube, and Google Shopping. First, let's look at email. So the bad news is that the privacy trend is extending towards email. And I think it hasn't really hit yet. Uh, The GDPR was only the first start, and privacy restrictions in the email channel, I think, will result in a shift on that channel in 2022. But as a result, email will probably become more relationship-orientated than transactional. So the need for more value-add and more trust-building emails uh, will change the way supplement brands approach this channel in the new year. And really getting granular on the customers who want your emails and treating them differently than leads, for example, treating buyers differently than leads is going to become that much more important in 2023. This may mean sending less emails or more relevant emails to some people. And really segmenting your list is going to become even more important than ever before, uh, as well as pruning the unengaged subscribers while making a bigger effort to re-engage those that are less responsive. Now, of course, there's always the uh, caveat that I like to tell my clients is that, yeah, supplement uh, segmentation on emails is the way to go, but if you're too small of an email list, if you have under a couple thousand emails, segmentation is not worth your time just yet. Wait till you get your email list bigger in order to reap the gains of that. So there's one channel that I think is going to explode as a result. But I'm reserving that actually for my paid supplement clients. So let's move on to uh, the YouTube ad channel. YouTube has been the Wild West for a long, long time. So advertisers, especially direct response supplement advertisers, have been getting away with a ton on YouTube. And it's a great alternative to Facebook ads. My prediction for 2023 is that more ad dollars from supplement brands are going to shift here to YouTube for as long as it's good. And I think we have a good runway here by a few years, actually, while the getting is still good, before that channel gets uh, either saturated or it gets kind of locked down, meaning that uh, it doesn't work anymore for supplements or it gets too crowded or Google kind of locks it down and says we don't really want these brands uh, advertising anymore. So the third channel is the Google Shopping Ad channel. And ever since 2019, Google Shopping ad spend has actually been increasing. Uh, It's increased quite a bit, by about 38% from 2019 to 2022. And visitors from Google Shopping land on your page with a very high intent to buy. So e-commerce businesses in particular uh, know this, and they know that shopping ads work far better than normal pay-per-click ads. So The only downside that Google Shopping has is that it's really just a big price comparison engine. So much like Amazon, it's it's a race to the bottom for the mid to lower funnel level advertisers. So in my opinion, it should absolutely be part of the ad channel traffic mix 
Although, especially now, before it gets saturated, is the time to jump in. Although this channel is going to change how supplements are sold and shifting to a more hybrid e-commerce slash direct response strategy versus a pure e-commerce play. And I'm already seeing my supplement clients uh, move in this direction. I'm helping them move in this direction and they are seeing success here because supplements are sold differently. People don't buy supplements the same way they buy other products. And that's where most supplement companies are lacking on that product detail page. Uh, they're just slapping up a standard e-commerce page and they're not treating it like a, a hybrid page. So I'll get into that probably in another episode. But the third actually bonus uh, traffic sources, let's look at uh, affiliates as a traffic channel to possibly double down on in 2023. So the best and the biggest direct response supplement brands have always used affiliates as one of their top traffic channels. Typically, 10 to 20% of a DDC supplement company's revenue comes from this channel. It's a good channel to balance out the rising ad cost that we're seeing and will continue to see for probably the next few years. So the pay-for-performance model is very attractive in this uh, area of affiliates. But it's honestly not as an easy channel to just jump into cold. There's a lot more to it than just paying for performance. It's still a very much a paid channel like any other and it's not as easy as Google and Facebook ad platforms, meaning you can't just put in your credit card and have an ad up in a matter of minutes. You may need to prepay to get your offer sent by an affiliate or even pay a make good if, if the email send uh, for your offer didn't do well. And you'll need to do a ton of testing and optimizing before your offer is ready for an affiliate. Success with affiliates comes down to an already strong converting offer with cold traffic. And it's also who you know. The best affiliate deals are the ones that are made one-on-one. So it can be a slow channel to start with, extremely slow. Uh, And promoting other people's offers can go a long way, though, to establish a relationship, at least to start with smaller affiliates. And if they also have an offer of their own to promote, so if they don't, then that route is kind of off to you. The top tier affiliates have too many proven offers to accept a new unknown newcomer, so it's really hard to break in. You have to first build relationships through smaller affiliates and kind of work your way up the ranks. In the first year, I'd say it's all about laying down the relationship networking. But once you have the affiliate flywheel going, it can be a great source of additional buyers without having to deal with a lot of the mess that comes with the big traffic sources. But it's not uh, free of mess either, right? There's lots to uh, manage on the affiliate end. You have to provide email swipes, you have to provide email creative and ad creative and tracking links and other resources to really make it easy for affiliates to promote your offer. So let's recap. All the big traffic channels, Facebook, Google, YouTube, they've all matured to the point of saturation. The big non-supplement corporate brand advertisers have flooded those platforms. 
raising the ad prices and demand for ad inventory. So the shift toward greater privacy will also continue causing more attribution problems like we've seen on Facebook. And yeah, I'm pointing right at you, uh, iOS 14. It might even lean back towards less direct response marketing and more brand marketing. Again, going back, the pendulum going back towards that hybrid. I'm not sure, but I'm definitely seeing that working right now. But that's only uh, a luxury that the big brands can afford. Going full brand marketing, that is. Now, the small brands to mid-cap supplement companies really can't afford that. For supplement brands like that, I see the relationship-driven marketing taking center stage over time. Through channels like email and maybe even live selling uh, and whatnot and other platforms for smaller supplement brands before it really before they can really dial dial up the ad spend on some of those other platforms like we spoke about Google Shopping, uh, really set the groundwork for affiliates, uh, really get into YouTube as a great way to kind of build up sales if you're really just starting out. It really comes back to building an audience. But again, that's not a slow route either. That's a very, uh, that is a slow route. I'm meaning that's not a fast route, meaning you can't just put in a credit card and be good to go. You have to slowly build that trust, build that audience over time. That recaps my predictions for 2023. Let me know what you think. Reach out to me at bobby, B-O-B-B-Y, at creativethirst.com. Creative Thirst is a direct response digital agency focusing on conversion rate optimization and A-B testing. We work with dietary supplement companies who are struggling to maximize the profitability of their funnels so they can scale. Through the last seven years in the online health space, we've optimized many dietary supplement businesses. And in that time, we've uncovered the three critical funnels for success. We put together that information in a free digital download called The Three Funnels Every Health Supplement Business Needs to Build a Multi-Million Dollar Empire. You can get that free report by going to creativethirst.com. Scroll down to the appropriate section and click on the blue Get Your Ebook button.